Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Season 2 opener for Deep Dive with Dave and Josh. We're going to kick it off right here with a quick dip, the dip between the dives. Josh, how's it feel to be back between the mic? Oh, it feels great. I've got the floaties, I've got the towels, I've got the sunscreen and ready for this dip. All yeah, right? man, let's let's do it. we got a couple of hot topics that we want to kind of address here. Uh, you know, This is how we usually do it for people who tuned in last season. We had a few episodes where we just hit as many topics as we could, as fast as we could, under a 20-minute time limit. And that's exactly how we're going to kick off Season 2. So, Josh, I'll go ahead and give you the first topic if you want to go ahead and kick it off. Yes, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> you said you are going to give me the topic. I was going to give you the topic. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah, so, okay, so what I will do is I will tell you, uh, we have a follow-up here on, um, or my status on how I feel about cell phone usages at concerts. Now, people who had tuned in before on our concert going experience, we had, uh, that was on our quick dip, not a quick dip, but a regular deep dive with Dave and Josh. I forget what episode it was, maybe like back in five and six. We had had a discussion on whether or not cell phone usage at, at concerts should be a thing, uh, whether or not it should be at theaters. We'd recently went to a Killswitch Engage concert this past Friday. And unfortunately, I experienced firsthand what it's like to actually be behind a group of people that were recording the show through a cell phone, through somebody else's cell phone, which I had the unfortunate pleasure of standing behind. Cell phone inception, Dave. I know, right? It's like I was experiencing it over and over and over again. I didn't really experience, I didn't like what I was seeing because I couldn't really see the band because everybody had their goddamn hands up. Well, I mean, just think about how great that experience is to pay $35 or, or more, probably $50 for those people. Uh, you know, your hard-earned cash to uh, get a grainy cell phone video of your favorite band. Yeah, but you're going to be able deal to... deal with the century, isn't it, Dave? Oh, absolutely. But you can go back and re- and experience it for... Well, no, then you're going to experience everyone else, right? Because you're not actually there in the moment. It's for everyone else at that right. point. Right. You're recording as other people are recording. Uh, so, honestly, uh, I think I had this one, David. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, on our previous episode, I, I said that um, while I understand uh, the the inclination uh, to uh, re- record when you're at a show because you don't know if you'll see the band again, uh, you want to remember it uh, because that uh, concert going feeling it, it, it's fleeting because you uh, you pay your money, you you wait um, one three five six months for your show, and then you go and it's over in a few hours. So I understand you want to hold on to uh, the excitement. But I think you're missing kind of the key reason that you're there. You're there to experience it. Um, If you're just going to watch through your cell phone, you might as well just pull up the videos on YouTube from where the other dumbasses had been before. I see. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Because if you're not there in the moment, then you're not experiencing it. Everybody else around you is having a really good time, except the person who's holding out their cell phone. Most of these people were actually live broadcasting on Facebook. They were doing it like on Periscope. Yeah. So they're one fucking friend uh, that uh, <laughs> that likes Kill Switch Engage right. uh, can it, watch on Facebook if they happen to be on Facebook at that exact moment. Yeah. Uh, it really seems like uh, it's worth altering your evening for, doesn't it? Oh, that's exactly what I would do, especially if somebody paid me 50 bucks to be able to go to experience a concert. I think it's ridiculous. And, and I had thought it was okay. My stance said I said it was okay with it. Well, here's um, what, what I think and, and what I've done. Um Specifically, when I went to Metallica and Guns N' Roses um, a couple of years ago, uh, when they played my favorite songs, I took a 20, 30 second clip just to say that I had it, but I didn't record for uh, 15, 20, 25 minutes um, to where people have to look through my screen to see the stage. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. So if you want to snap a couple photos, uh, take a little bit of video, something to remember the experience by, 
uh, as you're going through your phone as you're about to trade in, that's great. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so we're not we're not hating on the people that do take it out for a couple of seconds. You know, no, no, it's it's the uh, the people that think they're professionals. Right, and they record the the whole the whole damn show that that's there. I mean, you're you're pretty much holding it up. There were people holding it up for almost an hour and a half that were recording it, and it just seemed crazy and and, and, and ludicrous at, at that point. Uh, especially for the people that were in the back. Now, most of these people were in the front because if they were in the front, then they probably get their their cell phone knocked around, whatever it was. But yeah, from the crowd surfers and the moshers and such. Speaking of which, it's kind of interesting that you bring up crowd surfers. Let's go ahead and segue into that. What do you think about the concert going experience for us, especially with our recent experience that we had on Friday going to see Kill Switch Engage? Well, uh, we like a very specific type of music. Um, while we like a, a lot of different genres, you, know, you and I uh, have bonded over um, heavy metal and hard rock. Uh, you know, for oof, close to 20 years yeah, now. Yeah, it's been a while. Yep. Um, so uh, some of the traditions at these shows include, you know, mosh pits and crowd surfing. Uh, but it's always been a kind of a, a respectful experience uh, you know, between the people because it's a community that, that enjoys these shows. Uh, so there's a, a lot of unwritten rules. Yep. Um, specifically about crowd surfing is that if somebody wants to and you're and, and you put yourself in the thick of it, you should either do whatever you can to help or get out of the way. Uh, uh, and definitely not do anything that can hurt them. I agree. Um, but every once in a while, you you have somebody that shows up and uh, they want to force you into it or start in an area that's not safe. Um, so, for example, uh, when we were at the show Friday night, uh, an older gentleman, uh, probably in his... Uh, late 30s when I say older you know older for that particular crowd uh, he was in his late 30s uh, early 40s uh, with a gray beard and a beanie uh, approached our area which was not at the back and not at the front we were by the sound equipment which should be a good spot to not be bothered by anybody right somewhere like right in the middle and, and this was at Mercury Ballroom for anybody in the Louisville area that's listening to it yeah just a, just a small club type theater uh, or small club venue uh, where you can either take in a show or get up close, but there's no seats. It's standing room only unless you go up to a VIP section. So uh, this guy broke my rule, my cardinal rule for crowd surfing. And I've I've acted this way anytime it's been presented to me. Uh, don't try to make me crowd surf. You know, I'm, I'm a bigger dude. You know, I'm not tall, but, you know, I, I look relatively strong. Yep. So, you know, people think I want to help them crowd surf. No. No. And this guy, you know, wanted everybody in the area to help. And I was kind of aggressive in my denial. So they tried to make me. So when he crowd surfed, or sorry to, I knocked him out of the air. <laughs> he didn't just knock him out of the air, listeners. He he took this guy and he tried to body slam him onto the ground where he was like inches away from 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 landing on on his neck and his head and screaming, "Oh my god! Oh god!" No, well, it was it was very very yeah. impressive from from my my end because I was behind. I was actually in front of all this action while I was watching Josh from behind. So, well, and um, while it was not my intention to hurt anybody. It was my intention to send a message. <laughs> I think you did. And the message is, uh, you shouldn't start crowd surfing around sound equipment. Especially, I mean, it, it was a pretty diverse crowd. Yes. You know, there uh, were you know mostly uh, gruff-looking dudes in their late 20s. Yeah. Hello. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then there were some, uh, uh, some people, you know, nobody quite senior citizen level, but uh, there were some people in their 40s and 
there were uh, women of all ages, and there were there were uh, teenagers and right, was, uh, people it, that brought like their older children. Like you're saying, it's because it Killswitch Gage has been around for over 15 yeah, years. Yeah, this so. isn't a new band, and they're right. also not the Rolling Stones. Right. Uh, but there was a woman next to me when all this went down that she was literally like a gray-haired woman, you know, with her husband and her son carrying a handbag that yeah. you couldn't get around. Right. And these uh, motherfuckers are trying to crowd surf next to her. Yeah, which is it's, it's just, like yeah. I'm all for that experience. Just go do it in an appropriate space. Or they could have done it more up closer where everybody was kind of more tightly packed, you know, where yeah. everybody, where we were, was kind of spaced out. Even they were trying to get me to lift somebody up and they were shoving me up toward the, fr- me and you just happened to be in the wrong spot at the wrong right. time. Um, so have I ever told the story from Louder Than Life on the podcast? I don't think you have. No. Okay. Uh, so Louder Than Life is, is a big festival in Louisville that we have pretty much every year. We missed it last year because of a, uh, some weather issues, but um, I, I believe the uh, 2015 show uh, was the first time I went, and um, uh, Godsmack was one of the headliners, and it was a big crowd. It had been rainy and muddy all day, and um, in this area, you know, there's grass, so it's a little bit different, but there were still kind of like designated areas to do this. Sure. Like, if you're really far back from the stage, it doesn't make any sense to crowd surf because you want the band to see you, right? Well, you'd just be crowd surfing and be like, oh, who's this for? The vendors? Yeah. Right. Totally. So, uh, there was a guy, and um, I, I was there with a couple friends, a couple guys, a couple girls. And one of the girls, she's like, you know, 5'2 at the most. And this guy's trying to make us help him crowd surf. And he, like, started from the back. And he got to me. I picked him up off of my shoulders and threw him in the mud. <laughs> So, like I said, if yeah. you want to do it, I have nothing against it. Uh-huh. I'm probably breaking the rules. Well, no, you're. I don't think you're breaking the rules at all because you expressed that you don't want to be part of that. Yeah, just and, let me step aside. Right. You yeah, know? and you're you're fully allowed to do that. Just because you're in that crowd doesn't yeah. mean that you have to participate. And, in and it's like I'm not looking for these guys from across the room saying, "All right, who's crowd surfing? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go find them. <laughs> I'm gonna go no. break his neck. Oh, he's next. <laughs> no, they're finding me. Uh, so you can tell the rest of the story after you and I got out out of that skirmish. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what happened is that it, it, not only did the guy have it happen to him once. And why everybody's trying to pick him up and do it again? They're shoving him back into Josh. At which point he tries to land him back down on the ground again. So, so it, I, I went two and zero. Oh, he went two and zero. Oh, he did. Yeah. He and I, I would think he was pretty successful in that. So, but I, I turn around and I see Josh. And Josh pushes this guy who's just laughing his ass off, and he's probably like just this really scrawny looking like dude with glasses, red hair. Josh just like pushes him as hard as he can. He's like, ah, what the fuck were you doing? And he went flying across the room. Correct. <laughs> it was great. And in Josh's excitement he turned around and he pushed pushed the guy that was beside him by accident <laughs> and, and the guy that guy he was he turned around he's like man motherfucker i'm gonna kick your ass i was like oh no, no it's okay and i didn't even look at the guy's face because i knew i was wrong i just patted him on the back and apologized josh just kept walking and like, walked away he walked like walked away like a boss man i'm telling him or yeah, I'm trying to set a pick in a screen, making sure you didn't get his ass kicked. But yeah. uh, it was a pretty good time, though. I, I really enjoyed going to it. I mean, it's it's always fun going to these concerts. It's just that I feel like maybe I've kind of grown up a little bit, a little too much to be part of the more extreme crowd. And also, um, I, I've been to a live shows at, at a true theater at the Palace. Yeah. Uh, with seats and security. <laughs> well, even recently, we went to go see Ghost on October the 29th. And that was a great experience. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, comfortable seats. Yes. Uh, you could see everything very well. Uh, people 
were acting like they had some goddamn sense. Yeah, they did. Uh, there weren't 40-year-olds trying to crowd surf in the back of the room. We know they could have attempted to do it, but I don't know how far they would have gotten as well, they would have tumbled down the seats. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I try to knock somebody out of there in that situation, it's an actual assault charge. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, we left early. I was like, yeah, I should probably get out of here. Uh, uh, yeah, we uh, we left before they uh, did, their last song was Holy Diver about Dio. They were doing a cover. But how did you feel about – let's just let's continue to go on for this. We'll, we'll go just make it about the, the concert only that we had for it. That sounds great. Um, what did you think about Killswitch Engage overall? I mean, how, what's your feeling on them now with being Jesse as the front man uh, and their sound? What's and, his last name? So we can look him up. Uh, man, I'd love to tell you, but so I've always just called him Jesse, so I'm not It's not Jesse Leach, sure. is it? Uh, no, I don't. It may be. Maybe. I don't know. Don't hold me to it. But just for right now, we'll just call him Jesse. Okay. Well, this is my third time seeing the band, and uh, you and I saw them – either nine or ten years ago. Yeah. And they had um, Howard Jones, their, their second lead singer at that point. And, um, you know, Howard's a, a really phenomenal singer, and he's um, he's uh, very unique. And um, he recorded what I would call the band's quote-unquote hits. Uh, they were part of Guitar Hero, and um, I think that gave them a lot of exposure. Um so that was that was kind of like an all time great show for me. Yep. There's a, there's a few shows in your life where you go and you almost black out. Oh yeah, and that was one of them. Prince was one of them. But Killswitch Engage is always stuck in my mind. Oh my gosh, that was such a good one. Uh, because I wasn't even as familiar with them as I am now. But you know, it was just that perfect. Right. Um. So of course he left the band because of some health issues and personal reasons. Um. And they hired uh, Jesse back. Uh. For. Uh, Jesse yes. was the original lead singer of Killswitch Engage from yeah, yeah, yeah. 1999, 2001 to up until um, the end of uh, Heartache. And uh, his last name is Leach, by the way. Okay, so, it is so Leech. Jesse Leach. Okay. Um, so he came back and, and they put out some uh, music, and it's good music, good albums. Uh, but when they tour now, and I saw them two years ago in Cincinnati, it was a good show, but uh, a better show, I would say, than uh, this most recent one. And um, I think the issue is that he doesn't have the type of range and the type of power or the, maybe the gravitas right. that uh, Howard Jones does. And uh, the issue is that he uh, uh, performs his songs and the popular Howard Jones songs. Well, it didn't even seem like he, he performed a lot of his songs that he had that were pre-Howard Jones at that point. The only one I heard was uh, My Last Serenade, which was amazing. It was great hearing him actually sing it again. And that but was the best song he did all night. It was. And not even the new stuff that he had from his uh, most recent albums that they have in due time. And um, it's impossible to fuck up the first one they did, which is End of Heartache. Right. Yeah. Because uh, everybody loves that song so much. They so, were all, well, it seemed like the crowd was all singing it anyway. Um, and I think, you know, I talked about it. He didn't seem healthy. He didn't. No. Um, sometimes you see a performer and you can tell that they're just trying to make it through and not disappoint the people yeah. uh, <laughs> that are there. Um, you know, his voice seemed weak. He seemed tired. He let the crowd sing quite a bit. Um, but all, all in all, it, it was a good experience. It was good to see them. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, we, we had to actually postpone seeing them before because of the health issues that Jesse had. They, they actually canceled the show that they had a couple months ago. They rescheduled it, and we said we're definitely going to go back whenever they come through. So luckily, they did come back through Louisville. Yeah, so I, I bet when um, this tour wraps up, I, I bet that they're out for a while. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't um, doubt. Although I, they were probably gearing up for a new album, so I don't know if that would be delayed or, I don't or know. what. But you never know. You know, they could take a little time off and then, then be good to go. Yep. Yep. Um, so that was my first experience at Mercury Ballroom. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely like to see more shows there. Probably uh, tamer music and a tamer crowd. 
Yeah. Um, I, I liked the bar and I, I thought the upstairs area looked cool. And um, like I know you saw Jimmy Eat World there. Yeah, we did. That seems like a good place to see that type of band. We saw Jimmy Eat World uh, recently with my, my brother Nick. Uh, we saw that and we saw uh, Guster there. But I've also seen harder bands like Era has been there. Um, I mean, I, I saw the 80s cover band that we have, 16 Candles was there, which was a great venue for them too. So, I, I mean, they have some really, really great people that come through. And I think it's a nice small, small enough venue where it feels like, okay, it's, we can be a little bit more personal. And um, just a little quick trivia for you. How many seats do you think the Palace has? I, I'm not sure, but I would go ahead and guess maybe 600. Uh, 2,700. It has 2,700 seats? Yeah. Okay. Now, see, I would have never... Ever yeah, I would have said... 30, my guess would have been like 3,000. Yeah? Or something. Well, see, I guess mine was really low then. I, I have um, no perception of what seats are. And, well, you know, it, it's like there's not a ton of seats, obviously, because it's, but there's so many rows. Yeah, that's there, true. And uh, in the... And the lower level, it's like it's so wide. The lower level there, and then you have the balcony yeah. that's on top. The balcony awesome. is so narrow yep. compared to the rest, so it's hard to get that perception. Um, but, you know, if you're in this region, Louisville is really growing it is. Uh, in the music scene. Yep. Um, you know, I have Metallica coming up in a few months. I'm sure I'll see some more shows next year. Um, who are you hoping what might show up in, in the next year or two? It sure would be nice if Glassdoll came back through. I can that see much. that. You know, because we missed them out on whenever they were canceled for Louder Than Life. That was what I was going to go see was Glassjaw. I got hyped up. I was ready for it. I was pumped. Somebody put me right up on the top of the world. And then the show was canceled. Yeah. So. Um, I think you can almost guarantee that a lot of the bands that missed the 2018 show are, are going to be at the 2019 show. Man, I hope so. Um, I think you can maybe even bet on um, System of a Down being there. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they're out, they're out. Yes. Um, you don't you do not do a big gig that you're going to do in Columbus in a few months and then just go back. I think that's uh, Temple of Sound or Sonic Temple. I can't remember. Uh, Sonic Temple. Okay. Yeah. Temple of Sound's a cool... It is. Uh, you should go ahead and contact them and see. Yeah, I'm so, gonna but go, we'll go and trademark it here right on that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and trademark that. That's going to be the first uh, Eccentrics uh, <laughs> music festival. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. So... so. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for uh, holding out and waiting for us for a few weeks while we were taking care of some stuff and getting some business together. Uh, we'll have some shows going up through the rest of the month and into uh, the beginning of 2019. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks.